Welcome to From the Corner. We used to be on the Papa G's channel, but we got our own channel due to popular demand. Yes. So give us a like, click subscribe, and uh, we'll put uh, the links to episode one and two in the description, but only watch those if you want to be blown away by how good that content is. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we start with the rugby? You guys enjoy it? Yeah. Woo, it was a bit frustrating at, uh, in the first half, but... Uh the second half, it, it was a barn burner. It felt like a win, eh? It, de it definitely did. It Do definitely you have the rankings of the small championship table in front of you? Who's on uh, top of that? What, of, of we're on top, bro? There you go. Springboks are on top. <laughs> With, With one game to go there, it's kind of like a half championship. So, yeah, let's first talk about the game, then we'll preview the yeah, Argentina game. Sure. How did they get the Freedom Cup, New Zealand? That's what I don't understand. I don't know how they, they, were they, they, they got a trophy afterwards called the Freedom what? Cup. Yeah, it was I, a draw. I think it's like Jacob Zuma's Bravery Award. <laughs> but it was a I don't draw, think so it means anything. I don't know, it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. For real? Jeez. What? Yeah, they were parading around with some trophy afterwards called the Freedom Cup, but okay. it's probably for playing, t I don't know, 10,000. Surely it test should be matches. the winner or the team with the most points because we're on top. So I don't no, no, we have, there's one game left. So that championship we can win if we beat Argentina. Yeah, but why would they win it? Because we scored a try, they scored a try. Yeah, and we, it was a draw. And we had exactly the I same literally, amount of I don't know. and penalties. It was a strange. Why would they earn a cup? We should look into that for yeah. the next one. Just yeah. to I'll, I'll research it a bit. Humor ourselves. I, I, like I say, I think it's like Zuma's Bravery Award that he won in 2015. Okay. Um, doesn't mean much to anyone that yeah, thinks about it. Yeah, doesn't mean anything to me. But I've there was a bit of controversy of in that game. I think it was three things. First, he was old Bowden Barrett's try. They really With thought that, that knock he... On. No, no, but they thought that he stood on the touchline. His foot line. touched the chalk. Yeah. I did, eh? And, and, and they the, didn't really uh, say much about at it. At halftime, we were waiting. They didn't say anything Yeah, but I actually, I've seen a picture. He was literally... He was in infield of play, so... Was, he, was it fine? Yeah. Okay. Then obviously another call with him was you'll see I think when they got the penalty, he put the ball down to actually get ready to place it or to take his kick. And when the ref wasn't looking, he kicked the ball about three meters in front of him. What? Well, yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't see that. I don't. Well, what the hell was I, mean, I watching? You yeah. do that. You do that in soccer. So yeah, yeah. No, 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 it's a trick from uh, footy, but from back in the day. Yeah. yeah, school rugby, club rugby. I remember. What was all the, third, the What was the third controversial point? I'm the knock on before yeah, the try. That's it, yeah. And there was a line out before as well. our try. It, no, their try. Um they, no, was it a try? Oh, it's it it ended up being three points to New Zealand. Yeah. Where there was a clear knock on. Clear. Yeah. Clear as day. It was Oh yes. Um, Sam Whitelock, I think he actually tried to hide it. He was at the breakdown there. But yeah. he was also the receiver of a catch that literally was a throw that wasn't straight. But listen, yeah, we're not going to complain about the All Blacks. It was an awesome game. <laughs> yeah. We're also, lucky we got a draw. Also, um, we are sitting in a position where if we beat Argentina with a bonus point, mm. we win the championship. 
Yeah. And that's so, very possible. Yeah. And there's another thing. They're they a good side, but it is yeah. very possible. The try right at the end. Mm-hmm. If you look at the position where Henry Pollard was told to take his kick from, it was completely like closer to the touchline. And where... But he still oh, got it. Yes, and he slotted it. Yeah. Perfectly. Like, yeah. But yeah, so, we won. Yes. Yeah, I mean, this is good stuff. We won. <laughs> I mean, we drew. We drew. We drew. It felt, if you but play, it felt like we won. If, yeah. you play, oh, if you play New Zealand in New Zealand and you don't lose, you win. Yeah, for it's, sure. It feels like a win. And also, it puts us at the top. So Yeah, and another funny statistic was that um, I think in the last like six games or whatever, there's been three draws. Yeah. Mm. And Gabani Borbo actually called it that yeah. the game was going to be a draw. Well, we were pretty close. call a draw? No. Gabani Bobo did. Okay, so what were our... Oh, I thought you were talking about us. Oh, no. No, so let's go back to our predictions from last week. I, uh, I'm the big loser here. <laughs> <laughs> I said 40-32, box. Silly. Uh, you, said, you said 21-18. 21-18. And Papa G said 12-9. So 16-16, I think you the closest. Woo! Well nice done. one. Um, I think it's just good for our World Cup is that we're getting a nice squad together. There's a replacement yeah. for Faf, a very good replacement for Faf. She's, and Another. That, that X Factor came no, no, in no, to well, play again. Everything Old, he touches um, turns Herschel to gold. Yanchis. Yeah, Firecracker is gold. Bro. But I was, I was thinking about it today, how amazing it is in that setting, in this full stadium, in the last, the, the dying minutes of the game, to have the composure to chase a chip Fumble it into your head yeah. with a all black on your tail. And like almost wrapping his hands around you. Yes. And then... And still have the hands to, to the, recollect it. Exactly. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I, I love that guy. I, I, I mean, a month ago, I, I knew who he was, just literally by name. Two weeks well, he ago... Was stormer, man. I've ne- yeah, but, I've, I, I, but you know what I mean? I, I didn't know who he was like two months ago. Yeah. Even though I probably should have then, but... But Aaron yeah. Smith commented, now like, he was like... <laughs> and now I'm like, he is literally in our World Cup squad. No, absolutely. Um, and we'll... Yeah, yeah no, no. I was going to say that um, his service is so pinpoint. Fantastic, yeah. It's, and his running amazing. is great. How old is he? He's good. I think he's 20. 21. I think Matthew Pierce in the, in the commentary said that he needs to retire now because <laughs> you, you can't get any better. <laughs> but how old is he? Because I'm always concerned when we have these stars that come out and they're so young and they have so much pressure put on them. He's a big time young. It's like what happened to Lambie. He's I seen, mean, Lambie's career is finished now, but the way his career went, I mean, he was just put under so much pressure and things like that. They ended up getting injured. Yeah. We need to just guide the guys like through the through the steps and not just throw them like in the deep end. But I think what Rusty's doing is good now. I mean, he brought him off the bench. Yes, he had a crack against Australia, mm. but he came off the bench and he yeah, yeah he's managing him better. But yeah. he, they did. They were really good in sending an, a whole bunch of guys yeah. to New Zealand um, like a week before. Yeah, and then they fielded a fairly different team, and then they they only inserted um, certain key players. Uh, yeah, like. Who was uh, like Flo started, and then he, he had was a on the bench game. for the New Zealand game. Yeah, um, yeah, and there's there's others as well. But he was amazing when he came on at the breakdown. Flo is literally insane. Well, I mean, he caused such a vital turnover on our five meter. Yeah, and everybody's like Francois Lo once again. <laughs> but you can't believe it. I looked at the stats today. The stats really were not in our favour. I mean, New Zealand in terms of possession, in terms of especially going into the second yeah, half. Yeah, the second half for sure. Because New Zealand dominated, and they, you know, they broke the line a lot more than we did. So you know, we just lucky to get away with the yeah. draw. 
Yeah, I think we were lucky to get it. And yeah. look, it was last second. I'm just glad that we didn't fall apart in the second half, which can happen. Yeah. No, absolutely. But the one thing that, that we all need to consider is that New Zealand are a team that are very strong in the last 10 minutes of the game. Exactly. Yeah. And we were wounded soldiers coming from behind and managed to pull it off, at least pull off a draw yeah. in the dying minutes where New Zealand are their most lethal. Yeah. But also, I think one thing that I noticed coming out of watching the end of the, watching that game was our, our defense. I think we ran up a lot more quicker because we always used to sit and wait for New Zealand to come to us. Whereas yeah. now when they literally got the ball to the background, we were right up there, yeah. which obviously made them fumble quite a few times, which is a good thing that I've seen us do now, which we need to continue doing. Because that's, that's the only way you're going to upset them is to... Yeah, 100%. That, that um, rush defense, they always, yeah. they always rush... Um, the third channel is always a lot... Um, they, they basically do it in a formation like yeah. that where I worry that one day there's just going to be a gap too big where yeah. there's going <laughs> to... It happened to us. It yeah. literally ran up too quickly and the guy, they just shot a long pass out. So we were all up, long pass out to the wing and obviously yeah. everyone was up front. This guy just ran on the on the touchline. Yeah, the rush defense definitely has its pros and cons. Yeah. Um, and it worked for us, this one. Yeah. We've always... When did we start adopting that rush defense? Because it, it was a few years ago. Yeah. Who was our coach before Russ? Alistair. Her? Alistair definitely yeah. wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> shame, you, shame, you got a rough, yeah. a rough deal there. Yeah, you did. Anyway, yeah. but going into the World Cup, we will have a few uh, experts phone in. One of them being G Spot, our, yeah. good, our good mate from Flamingo Flay. Yeah, um, G Spot. Because I know that. Uh, by the way, I speak and my knowledge of rugby. It seems like I'm an expert, but I'm actually not. <laughs> he's the. He's the, we. Dan and I actually watched the game with him. On, I get on all Saturday my knowledge morning. from G Spot. Yeah. Who's G Spot now? Gareth. Uh, uh, I don't want to say his oh, full G-Spot. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gareth Greenie. Okay. Okay. Oh, there we go. There's his real name. It's a bit of advertising for you, G. Yeah. yeah. We'll give you the. We'll give you the time. But he's very analytical. He really. Yeah, I get my knowledge from G Spot. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's so all. He'll be our special guest. Yeah, yeah. no, he's. We've always we've had some in-depth rugby chats, and yeah. he, he he puts me to shame. No, he does. <laughs> How's old Retalix's, um clean out there? Uh, oh yeah, of Achia Sneeman. Yeah, mm. and did, that's did a, you see? That's a heavy dislocation. You've got to see. Uh, oh, he is. I think I don't know if he's going to be in for the World Cup, but he was. Yeah, he seriously took a knock. No, there. no, no. They, they say they said today that he's going to be able to play World oh, Cup. Oh, will he? But he's going to be out. For yeah, a while, well, if what, he dislocated his shoulder. Yeah, or, uh, yeah. yeah those can either be very clean or not at all. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you've got to watch the video of um, Colby sidestepping <laughs> Franks. It was literally, they call it the air tackle. Because he went into tackle Colby, but he obviously did the sidestep. So he just went straight forward and slid on the ground. Owen Franks. It's like something that you'll see out of uh, Rugby 08 yeah. on PlayStation. <laughs> but his reaction, he just looked around and got up. It was like, I hope no one saw that. <laughs> he played a very good game, hey? Yeah. Um, old Ches and Colby. He, um, he, he's, he's surprisingly good on defense for being such a small oak. Hey? Yeah. Jeez, he was crazy. insane. I mean, his stats were incredible as well. But all these guys, when they land up playing overseas and they come back, it's just they play their best rugby when they come back from playing for any of those international clubs. It's just weird, yeah. huh? And phew, they get paid the moolah as yeah. well. Yeah, that's that's a thing. That's a worry for me here. Mm. All the top players are going overseas. I mean, you know, France Stein played his. He's played his first test since. Like 2015 or whatever. Yeah. 
and it's he's young. And, like he, and he wasn't really interested in playing. No, but or I, anything he, like that. there was issues with him, and um, I, I, it was after Jake White. I don't know if it was um, Davi. De Villiers, or if it was Alistair Katsia, but he didn't see eye to eye with someone, and he actually decided not to. He okay. pulled out and said he wasn't. He didn't want to be up for selection. He literally so. looks like a different person now. So there were some does, politics, yeah. but he can still kick that ball, though. Yeah, Crikey. he's a bit. He's quite thick these days. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thick with four C's. Yeah. <laughs> but I am nervous for next week playing yeah, in too. Argentina. It's never nice when we go there. Yeah, and the Pumas Ar- are basically the Jaguars, hey? Yeah. Plus minus three or eighty percent of the team yeah. is. They've got quite a bit to to prove coming off all these losses, eh? And Australia uh, yeah. flipping played well. Yeah. Well, look, they took. I mean, what was what was this? It was sixteen ten, I think. Or uh, yeah, it was sixteen ten. Yeah. yeah. And then the New Zealand game was also a fairly um, close in 16. terms of points. Oh, you um, mean uh, uh, may not Pumas have affected the game, mm. but. We're in for a very, very tough night. Yeah. We um, are. Yeah. They, they've come a long way yeah. in the last... And they're always game opponents. Yeah. We actually need to look at stats of, of us versus Argentina because I know we always work, walk away with upsets, like meaning us not winning the game or losing by one or two points. And Or we win by upset because they were better than yeah, us. But when we go to Argentina, but, I, I, what I can remember, it's never, it's never nice. Yeah. Even when the Stormers go and play the... Ugh. No, I, I think Juarez. we've consistently beat Argentina in the last couple of years. Though. Have we? Yeah. Okay, don't quote me on that then. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't remember the last time Argentina beat us. Ooh, and it's gonna, it's, it's a, we've got a birthday on Saturday and it's a night game, so. Ooh, geez, and, uh, we're all sitting here fairly broken from yeah. this weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. Drinking my Coke Zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't so. plug Coke, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, they're sponsoring him now. Oh, yeah. is it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's it for the rugby for me. I think we, we're in for a big game this weekend, and yeah, I want to talk uh, MMA now. Oof. Let's go. Should we go? We all said Holloway was going to win. Uh, decision, decision. Well done, guys. Yeah. Uh, I think I said th- third round TKO. And you know what? Max could have done that if he wanted to, mm. but he didn't want to knock Frankie Edgar out. Yeah, I know. And he said he didn't... Actually, did you watch the, the press? The post-fight press conference? Um, yes, I did with, with Mini Bless sitting with him. So Mini Bless was next to him, but, he, but Max goes, guys, I, I know you guys wanted to see a knockout, but I actually had some uh, business to take care of after the fight. So my face couldn't, be, couldn't look like I'd been in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> he literally looked unscathed there. Eh? Yeah, he did. He, he literally was unscathed. And it I, seems I, like, as though he had a bit of a tooth issue there. There's something wrong with his tooth. tooth. Yeah, he kept on grabbing his mouth, going like this. Well, if you get hit in the that mm. gum guard, just stops your teeth from cutting your gums. It doesn't yeah, stop yeah, yeah. your teeth from loosening. And I think after the Dustin Poirier fight, he maybe was a bit more cautious. No, we, we, we've seen it from guys like Ngannou after he fought Stipe. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. After you come out of a, a loss like that, maybe you're a bit more cautious. Marks yeah. on him. No, that What's that? I'm saying Poirier definitely put some marks on Holloway after no, that fight. What? I mean, how was that gash going yeah. on his eyebrows here? It's well, crazy. Oof. I think that settled it. He doesn't want to be at lightweight for now. Well, he seems to have been making weight uh, at 145 easily now. He is. He is. And the reason I brought it up last time is because uh, Dana mentioned he wanted him at 155. And there was a time when he was meant to face... It was Khabib, bro. It was at 155. It was, yeah. it was Khabib, but then he was meant to face Ortega. When he was slurring. And he was slurring. Yeah. And I Bis- don't think... Was Bisping, Ortega? Yes. yes the first was, Ortega yeah, yeah. fight, yeah. 
and then and then he came back healthy and Ortega said look he he just wants the best for Max but he does want to fight the champion and uh, he was fine then but when he was slurring I thought that was something to do with the weight cut I know these guys are cutting like I mean in pounds but we're trying to in kilograms they're cutting about six or seven kilograms yeah yeah I think I mean that's not even the big weight cuts that's, yeah for sure uh, those other guys at lightweight and featherweight. Yeah. To cut six kilograms when you weigh like seventy six, it's yeah, a lot of it's a lot of water that's coming out of your body, and a lot of that water's on your brain. So we'll tackle weight cutting another time, probably in more in more depth well, when we've let's, researched let's give it. it a, let's give it a little bit of time now. I mean, I think. Yeah, I just want to research it a bit better, yeah. but we can chat about well, it. Well, there's something I want to talk to talk about when we get to like the news and questions later. Okay. Um, but weight cutting is an issue. Um. It's well, I mean, for for certain fighters, you're not fighting you're not like at your natural weight, for instance. Well, he so he's a, a middleweight that's pretending to be a welterweight, or he's a light heavyweight pretending yeah. to you, be a middleweight. You, you guys, what I actually wanted to do, and this this will take about two minutes. Um, okay. One of our one of our fans, who's a female, asked us if we could quickly just run through the weight classes and say what they are in kilograms. So I made a little list. Okay, let's um, do it. So I'm going to go from lightest. Two heaviest, sure. Uh, and I'll just I'll name the I'll name the what the, what it is in pounds, what it's called, the division, and then what it is in kilograms. Okay. So the hundred and twenty-five pound division is the flyweight division. Okay. And that is fifty-six point seven kilograms. It's lighter. It's it is. Yeah, words. those are the small guys. And then, but often the most entertaining guys are are in the smaller weight classes because they're quicker. Yeah, um, that's the argument. Um, yeah. Why um, people think. The reason why flyweight's not as popular is because you, when you're watching it live, you can't really, or when you're watching it on TV, you can't really even see what's happening because it's all happening so fast. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And also, <laughs> and who's the reigning female champ? So at at flyweight, the reigning female champ is Valentina, Valentina Shevchenko. And then, Shevchenko. so who's your for the guys? So so also, let me not be sexist. Sorry um, to all my feminist viewers there's Ooh, also a tread lightly oh, tread lightly there's, oh, there's <laughs> hey feminists feminists can oh, also be men actual, like feminist feminists can also be masculine men come on g don't dig your feet too deep yeah. into that. rather just step back yeah, right now at 115 there's also a straw weight division but that is only for the ladies yeah. So 115, uh, I don't actually know That's what, Jessica Andrade's division. Yeah, I'm not sure what that is in kilograms. I'll, I'll work it out. 115? Yeah. It's, it's 50 kilos. No, it's 50, 52 it's about 52 or something. kilograms. Yeah. yeah. So then 125 is flyweight. That's 56.7. 135 is bantamweight. That's 61.2. 145 is featherweight. That is 65.8 kilograms. And that's where my favorite fighter, Max Holloway, shout out, blessed. Oh, is Max your favorite fighter? Correct. And then, okay. but quickly, let's just go through it quick. 155 sure. is lightweight at 70.3 kilograms. That's mm -hmm. where Conor McGregor made, uh, arguably, you know, he did, a, he did featherweight and lightweight. That's where he made a big name for himself. Uh, 170 is welterweight and that's 77.1 kilograms. That's where, you know, me and Gaza would have to fight at if we ever got in the octagon. Welterweight. Probably. That's where. And then 185 is middleweight, 83.9 kilograms. 205 is light heavyweight, 93 kilograms. Yeah. And then the Rocks division. <laughs> <laughs> a, ma yeah, a maximum of 265 kilograms 
is heavyweight and that is 120 kilograms. Ooh. So guys are cutting down sometimes to get to 120 kilograms. So these, I reckon I could cut to 93. Yeah, you probably could. Yeah. So let's call me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so do you, is it your opinion that, uh, and that was just for, um, so one of our viewers asked, because she's not sure about pounds. Mm-hmm. So it is difficult to do the maths in your head. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now you've got an idea of where they sort of sit in terms of kilograms. Sweet, well shot for doing that and uh, thanks for the question from the viewer. Yeah. No, cool, yeah. And yeah. are you under are you of the opinion that cuz one championship what they do is hydration tests. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you fight at the weight you walk around at yeah. more or less. Are you more a fan of that? Yeah. I I am more a fan of that. Um you could maybe say that the UFC fighters that have gone over to one championship in their first bout Demetrius Johnson, Eddie um, Alvarez. Uh, Alvarez. So, so Demetrius Johnson, Johnson, sorry, is probably one of the greatest of all time yes. fighters, just by the amount of championship defenses he had. If and not considered the greatest, some some consider him the greatest. And he was a flyweight in the UFC, and at one championship, he is a bantamweight. Yeah, just and he and he. Um, and he won his first he fight. He defended his title, what, 13 times yeah. or something? Yeah, ridiculous. ridiculous. Or, yeah, it was it's a record. 11 yeah. times. No, it's 13. shorter than GSP. No, no, G- it's longer than GSP. Is it longer than GSP? Longer than GSP. Okay. Speak of the devil, they're both fighting this Friday. Not GSP? No, um, Demetrius Johnson and, and Eddie, Eddie Alvarez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're both but, fighting. Yeah. But what, what my point was is that they were given very tough tasks in their first um, outing. Yeah. Demetrius but the guys had a have got experience, though. Eddie got finished and Sage Northcutt got oh, starched. Yeah. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't want to talk about I've never been a huge fan no, no, of him. No, no, sure, but I'm just saying. I'd love to know what his record was actually was with USC. Who? Uh, Northcutt. It, it was, like, he, it was like three and three. It wasn't great, yeah. but it wasn't, the, it wasn't too bad. I mean, he got cut because he... He was too young. I mean, he was still grooming. Like, oh, but he they was, pushed yeah. him very quickly because he's tall, good looking. He was marketable. Yeah, and, and, exactly. and they pushed him too And he fought a quickly, Muay Thai champion that... Literally, Cosmo Alexander. No, but yeah. going back to that weight cutting, like mm. there's obviously got to be a gap. So if you're walking around at 85, surely you should be able to comfortably cut five kgs, and then that should be the weight class that you go into. So not you, are cut, you talking about walking around at 85 kilograms? So say on a normal day, you're not training, you're not in camp, whatever. You walk around at 85. You should only then cut five kgs, and that take five kgs of what your walk around weight is, and that should be your weight class. I would say. Because, I mean, what is the weight that some of these guys are cutting? Ridiculous numbers. Like, like anything close to 10 kgs or more? I think yeah. Darren Till walks around at about 195 and he's cutting down to 170. Well, let's cut this. I, I, I'm not sure. But what I'll do is I'll research it a bit more. Yeah. And then I'll, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to be able to tell how much water loss on your brain affects your uh, yeah. ability to take a hit. Um, sure. Affects your, they are quicker when they're lighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But, I mean, I, I just think... I've seen um, videos of like uh, Ronda Rousey and that fainting and yeah. Misha Tate well, as well. I've seen those horrifying videos of cyborg cutting weight. Yeah. Huh? But on weight cutting, did you see Volkanovsky flew 37 hours yeah. to, to Canada? Because he was on standby just in case someone didn't <laughs> make weight. Nuts, eh? But you should have seen how he looked just but looking he, he at weight at, cutting. He fights at featherweight, huh? Yeah. So, yeah. so did he have to weigh 145 in case? Yo, he weighed in and everything just as a standby in case... Something happened with one of the... Oh, with the title fight. Yeah. Did you see the ESPN interview with uh, Ariel Helwani and Brick Okamoto? No, no, I haven't. Afterwards? Um, No, he was so gaunt. That's why... Another reason why I was saying I I don't think this um, 
weight cutting thing is really good for you is he looked so gaunt. I mean, that oak used to weigh more than 230 pounds. Who are we talking about? Volkanovski. Volkanovski. Yeah, he uh, did look When good. he was playing rugby in Australia. He played hooker. And now he's a featherweight. Yeah. Now he's a featherweight. But he looked ill. That's what I'm he saying. It just didn't okay. look terrible. But uh, my, my last point that I wanted to make on this, <laughs> guys in lighter weight classes going up, especially what it seems like, especially from um, lightweight to welterweight and mm. welterweight up to middleweight. Yeah. They look good because they're quicker. Yeah. The welterweights are quicker than the middleweights. Look at Robert Whitaker. He's the champion. He was a welterweight. His last loss was to Thompson at welterweight. Yeah. And he's just been smashing Oaks yeah. at, at 85. Yeah. So remember guys like not, Johnny Hendricks and uh, remember. It's, it's not a, it's, but what I'm saying is it's not a death sentence to go up Johnson. and fight at your natural weight. Yeah, no, and, no, 100%. And, and then you don't have to have a weight cut. Then you've got more of a gas tank as well. Yeah. You have more of a gas tank, but also you don't dread fighting. I think Darren, yeah. Darren Till likes fighting, but he hates cutting weight. Yeah. So if, if Darren Till went up to 85, he would have a better chin. He'd have, he could work on his skills a bit because there's a couple of things, there's a couple of holes in his game, yeah. whatever. I mean, he's a, he's a striker. He's not going to, he doesn't have to work on his ground game, but he's got, yeah. he's got time now where he can work on his ground game and he can work on his defense. And then he can fight at 85 and maybe make a name for himself there. He's still yeah. young. Well, look at a guy like Frankie Edgar. Um, mm. And the balance between having a size advantage over a speed advantage or, or whatever or yeah. a gas tank advantage or whatever advantage um because when you when you cut so much weight then you're going to lose your gas tank your chin's going to be in question well all that kind of stuff that's so you're, so with striking i think the, the striking defense is a bit of a bit of a disadvantage because you don't have as much of a chin. Yeah. But the grappling, I think, is advantageous if the bigger guy usually gets the grappling exchanges. Mm. No, um, so guys like Anthony Pettis going from one fifty five to one seventy just knocked out one of the greatest strikers in the UFC mm. because he was quicker. Stephen Thompson. Yeah. I see James Vick so, is going up. Well, that's another example. He got starched by yeah. um, um, uh, Justin Gaethje. Then he got beaten quite. Handedly, um, by Paul Felder, yeah, and then he got absolutely Hooker, yeah. nailed by Dan Hooker. That's a six foot three. But Paul, human Fal- being the, the Paul Felder fight was at the Paul Felder fight was at welterweight. If no, I'm if I'm wasn't. not mistaken, it was at lightweight. Is it? Yeah. Okay, but so they all Felder's all of them. Yeah. So yeah. all of those were at lightweight. Mm. Okay, so now he's a welterweight yeah, because he's good. also struggles with cuts. He's going to be a, he's, another he's, like Kiesa. He's going to go up. He's going to feel better. He's still going to have the the length. Um, because he's six for three. He's massive, yeah. You know? So, if they are you guys a fan of this one sixty five division? No. Dosanos, guys like you know, guys like um, Pettis, Masvidal. Well, let's no. let's talk about it like this. This is what I would prefer: is you go one twenty five, one thirty five, one forty five, one fifty five, one sixty five, one seventy five, one eighty five. That two oh five. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not asking for a 195. So you keep middleweight to light heavyweight, but there would be a welterweight and a super welterweight division. Yeah, so one, I'm down with it. 165 sure. and 175. For sure. I don't think it's going to deplete no, the, either division. I think what they're going to do is they, it's actually going to allow for a lot more to take place. And there's another championship. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of it. Uh, did you see, uh, what's his name? And, Masvidal was uh, being a... 
uh, troll and yeah. saying that he was going to be fighting for the 165 title. And he wants to common. fight McGregor, yeah. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> uh, but, but also then you'd have a 175 division where guys like Robert Whitaker could maybe... Yeah. Because he's a, he's a small 185 guy. Exactly. Um, and Tyron Woodley... Gastelum. Yeah, and Tyron Woodley would still be the champ. Yeah. And he would defend at 175. Mm. I mean, I'm not a huge fan, but I don't hate it. Uh, and Connor would come back if he did it. So. Yeah, but I understand why, like, Dana White is not that keen on it. He likes the status quo. Yeah. Yeah, everything's working. Why? Yeah. Bro- it's, not, it's not broken. Don't try to fix it. You know what I think he's worried about? Because it's so close to the star division, the lightweight division. I think he's worried that it's going to deplete the division. Yeah, but you see, Could most be. most men are in that weight range from 145 to 170. So because you have a high concentration of the percentage of males... You break it up more. No, no. So there would be enough talent. So you don't have to worry about it. Um, I mean, that's the argument for it. Yeah. Um, Is it so ever going to happen, though? No, I mean, I, look, I don't know. Um it might happen in Bellator first and be a huge success. Mm-hmm. Then the UFC follows. I don't think they like that, though. I think the UFC likes to lead the way. Um, Listen, I think Dana makes a lot of business sense. So if he hasn't done it yet, it's for a specific reason. And it could probably be a, mm. a McGregor comeback. You never know what yeah. those, those guys uh, I are think, up to. I think the only way it happens is if Dana sees a business opportunity and makes a shit ton of money doing it. Yeah. Well, put it, that, put it this way. It adds another championship belt. It yeah. does, and Nate Diaz is that around about that way. But, but think about this: it also costs the UFC more money, yeah. having an extra champion. But they can make money from it as well, so it can be. Yeah. T- you can turn it into a profit. Yeah, for sure. But these are all things to consider. This yeah. is, you know, what what they consider. And uh, remember, you know, there's a site that I watch a lot of my my trivia on MMA where. Um, you're talking they, about you're talking about from the corner again. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I, before we started from the corner, <laughs> okay, um, where Dana White's quotes don't age very well. No, they don't. He said it, no it, woman would be in MMA. Yeah, or in the UFC. I don't think he's talking shit when he says it, and then he realizes business opportunities that manifest himself, yeah. and then he's not lying when he says it, but it turns out to be a lie. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that don't actually get fella. along well with him. A lot of fighters don't get along well with him. I think he's a very dominant person and he he has his way. But uh, the success that he's created is... Yeah, you've got to respect him for what he's done for MMA and for the UFC. I mean, and just the sport in general. But I, I mean, I'm not going to argue with him if he says not one. He says there's no 165 division. It doesn't mm. make sense. He's built that thing. He's built that company. Yeah. And he's built the sport while he's doing it. So, so G, what do you think's next for Max Holloway? First things first, just dealing with Cyborg. Did yeah. you re- did you see the T-shirt she was wearing at all her post yeah. press conferencing? I, I, did, I didn't New see Day's it. Two two twenty coming ah. January. January. She even put a date on it coming January twenty twenty, and She's uh, put a the date UFC down. made her remove it before the press conference. So she made it to ESPN interviews and stuff, and then all of a sudden she walks out with a different T-shirt on. And she's like, yeah, UFC made me change my shirt. I like the way Cyborg says uh, she, doesn't, uh, she doesn't get along with Dana. And we all know why. Yeah. She used to be a champion. She, they took her zero off her paycheck. Well, he also but said that she looks like Vanderlei Silva in a skirt. Oh, <laughs> that is rough. 
At least G said that and not me. So I, I do, I, I do, I do apologize to all our feminist viewers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chris Cyborg's like part of the family now. She's just trained out of a Joburg camp. We can't be talking that smack about yeah, her. Yeah, I didn't say it. She did. said it. She's a South African now. Yeah. Come on. I know. I. I've she's got natu- nothing against her. I mean, she's going to be. Did you see her? She's going to be a naturalized citizen in five years. But she years. obviously Changes had to take it off quickly. Did no. you see her cut? Yeah. She obviously yeah. had to take it off though. Just getting back to that is because I think it's a last fight on her contract, so it's obviously all up in the air now as well. No, no. Yeah. So, so I think what what Dana said in the conference is one special Nune- fight. Nunez, yeah, she's going to get a one con- one fight contract if she wins. She's the champ. Mm. But Nunez wants that fight. Yeah, and, she does. And, and Dana said what Nunez wants, she gets. Yeah. Because she is the champ. She's she be- the goat. She's the goat. She's the female goat. The lioness. She's the lioness. And she wants to defend both belts. Yeah. 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 But so, listen, how good was Spencer? Taking shots. Yeah. No. Yeah. That chick is next. I'm telling you I'm, now, that chick, mark my words. Her stock has just gone through the roof. Yeah. Fighting a decision. And she cut up Cyborg bad in the first and round. she could take the shots from cyborg i couldn't believe it there's so many not, times yeah, she, she looked like she didn't feel them that's yeah. a proper i think she need, female fighter but is she yeah. can she get to bantamweight or not no 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 i don't think she so. needs to no, she's too big so. okay well, um, well what's next for cyborg nunez i think also uh, aspen lad if she doesn't cut to 135 that's another thing about the weight cutting did you see her before her fight Mm-mm. against Durandamy? Um, yeah, she was fainting almost yeah 100%. so she should be a featherweight Absolutely. So what? What? Where is um, Yana Kunitskaya? She she's fought, a she's a bantamweight. Uh, so she yeah. went up to one forty-five to give Cyborg a, a challenge. Yeah, she she fought on the not the last UFC card, but the one before. She badly broke her nose. Okay, mm. I, I wanted to say I'd like to see Yana Kunitskaya versus Spencer. But if that's not, I mean, if they're not in the I'll, same weight division. Spencer's got to take on Nunes. I would want to see Aspen mm, Lad. I don't want to see that at featherweight versus Spencer. Aspen Ladd at 145 versus Spencer, yes. 100%. Yeah. And Yarnitskaya can fight the loser. No, Kunitskaya is a, is a, is a bantamweight, bro. Actually, she is a 135er. Yeah, okay. I remember, she got absolutely starched by Cyborg in the first round. I don't want to see that ever again in my yeah, life. Yeah, it was a terrible matchup. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, okay, but you asked next me for Holloway. what's next for Holloway. <laughs> Volkanovski, Melbourne in October. I don't, think it's, I think it's too short notice. I don't think so. Pull up the rankings. They're there, bro. Um, Realistically, sorry, I don't. Wait. I think it's because he's what's it, it's his fourth fight this year, isn't it? His third fight this year, Holloway. But he's un, he's hardly been touched. Yeah. No, he's too good. He needs to go and fight. Uh, he's going to literally have to get what, into what, camp. What rankings do you want to look at? Featherweight, please. Just scroll a bit up. He's going to have to get straight into camp. Just okay, there we, are, there we are. Yeah, Volkanovski's ranked number one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I see he, Brian, or, Brian Ortega's got his hands full because he has to fight Zabit. <laughs> that I will watch all day. That's going to be crazy. Now man. you've got a, a proper Gracie black belt jiu-jitsu. Yeah. I think he's a first degree black belt versus a grappler from Hull who's number five, Zabit. Yeah. And apparently he's not just a striker. I mean, I know he's got... He's got taekwondo, karate, he's got all sorts of fancy striking, but he's also a great grappler and he's going to fight Ortega. And I think that fight goes yeah. to the ground. So where's Ortega? He's number two. He's, now, only, he's, only, one, he's only losses against the champ. So you can't, you, know, you can't really put him down uh, until he's fought Volkanovski. No, he's hungry now. I've follow him on Instagram. He's seriously hungry to get back in so there. So then yeah. who's Yair Rodriguez going to fight? I say give him Korean Zombie. 
But Korean Zombie's hands... Oh, sorry. Ortega, fighting Ortega's fighting Korean Zombie. My bad. Rodriguez so is Zab- fighting Stevens now. Sorry, let me let me correct myself. Zabit is free. And number six, Korean Zombie is fighting Brian Ortega. Okay. Because the Zabit fight fell away. So, okay. yes. Apologies G. for that. Seven and eight are fighting. So, then Zabit uh, needs to fight Aldo. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> so would I. I would watch that. Aldo's still a beast. I know. He'll, um, uh, one thing that I think Aldo might be able to do very well against Zabit is um, chop down his lead leg. Yes, that long skinny leg. Yeah. yeah. But Zabit can then just grapple him. But what, I'm sure you can get hold of him so and just do something strange. I don't want to see Josh Emmett versus uh, uh, Jeremy Stevens again. I don't want to see Josh so Emmett versus Jeremy I just said no. Seven and eight are fighting. Is, Ro- is Rodriguez, Rodriguez fighting yes. Stevens? I thought Stevens retired. Is he still no, there? No, no, oh, no. I've you literally just seen it now. They look the same. Yeah, my bad. Guys. All white people look the same. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway, I'm going to turn away from the screen now. Okay. Yeah, they're definitely fighting. I saw it so, on the news. So next for Max is, I think Max has to go either Volkanovski. If, but, I mean, what do you see happening in that fight? I think Max wins again. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, Volkanovski's a different type of yeah, fighter. Yeah, that Chad Mendes fight was hectic. Um, Volkanovski is a... He, he holds such a hectic pace. There we go. September 27th, G. Rodriguez Stevens. Yeah. There we go. I'll watch that. That's September 21st. <laughs> All day. Where's September? Oh, my word. Is that really booked? Yeah. yeah. September 21st. Five yeah. minutes. Uh, so, we'll so be covering no, that. Let's cover that closer to the time. Yeah. Do you guys know what's next week? No. When is DC versus Tipe? That's August. That's in, yeah. So next week well, August is, is August. Next, next week, week is, is, is going to be a barn burner, which is Covington versus Lawler. That's the third, August oh. 3rd. Okay, so we should actually cover that now. Yeah. Do you want to pull up the card? You can pull up the card. I'll pull it up now. My mic keeps on flinging up here. Um, so <coughs> let, well, let's go to the main event. So Okay. Well, let's put it up there. I think I've got it here. Max Holloway. What a legend of a guy. Like, you know how humble this guy is. I just can't believe it. Okay. All his post-fight can't. Yeah, he's great. That's why I love him. So I think that, um, I know this is not going to be a very popular opinion, but I think I think Robbie Lawler sneaks a win. think so. Yeah, even though Colby's pressure is amazing and Colby is going to make Robbie work for it and Colby's a grinder, I think Robbie gets a second-round KO. I just think he looked amazing versus Ben Askren and, and he's hungry and he's coming back. And I know Colby is a great wrestler and his wrestling is probably better mm. than, than Robbie's, but I think Robbie clips him. I can't ignore that RDA fight with oh, yeah, Colby. He, he didn't look too good uh, with, with Robbie or RDA. Oh, sorry, because uh, RDA fought both of them. Yeah, RDA when he fought Colby. Yeah, yeah Colby, Colby looked on fire. Just potent. I know. Next level wrestling. But for me, so why I say Robbie, I think Robbie, he learned a lesson against Ben Askren. How to fight a wrestler? He knows how to fight wrestlers, but he's he, he he's not gonna let Colby grab him, and he's gonna just go full out firepower. Yeah, this is my way back to the title. I had a stupid loss that I didn't mm-hmm. think I really lost. The ref had to call it. I understand. He's a hell of a guy. He's a hell of a nice guy. 
He's he's a real gentleman. Yeah. And he and he said and he, <laughs> What's he gonna do the fighting, Bree? What's no, he gonna no, do? No, I'm hey, saying Robbie, he, he's he, amazing. He, no. I'm saying he did he didn't get upset with Herb Dean when he stopped it, but he's gonna want to come back in that octagon and just blitz Colby. Yeah. And look, he he lost against the number but six ranked. Emotions can get better the better of so, you. So he lost against the number six ranked yeah. guy, but what did he get? He got given a fight against the number number two ranked. Yeah. Number one, actually. Yeah, but the thing is, you gotta you got to consider the Ben Askren-Robbie Lawler fight where well, like, Robbie yeah. Lawler's stock did not go down whatsoever. That was a controversial loss. He's still got all his stock. He's a legend. He's been around exactly. for so long. And I think, um, obviously, a legend like that with the skills that he has, coming off a loss is going to be hard to beat. He's going to kick ass. That's yeah. why I think he beats Colby. And I think he's got good wrestling as well. Look at him. I mean, look back in the day, Rory McDonald's wrestling was incredible. <laughs> That's right. And he, and he beat Rory. Rory's great. And, and, um, and Rory's jiu-jitsu is good. He's 100%. Uh, yeah. So I think, and if you look at Robbie in interviews and stuff like that, he's like one of the youngest fighters by looks and heart. But he's going to say, what does that have to do with fighting? But are you telling me? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying he, <laughs> no, he, just he kidding, doesn't man. look... Like so, he's been around for 20 years, you know what I mean? No, yeah, and yeah, I mean, what, what do you think? So if he wins, does he get Usman or what? Yes, Lawler. Robbie gets 100%. a title shot if he wins. 100%. He just, but what a, because he just yeah. beat up Ben Askren. I know he lost the fight, but he beat him up and he got a silly decision against him. And if he beats Covington, Covington's the number one guy. So you're saying maybe, Masvidal just then falls throw, away or what? I was about to say, maybe, so you can he throw, fight then? maybe you can throw him Masvidal. Masvidal versus Lawler. I think no, Masvidal's I'm saying, next. I'm telling you what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Or are you predict? Well, first predict the fight, Lawler Covington. I give it to Lawler. Uh, also, yeah, you? I give it to Lawler fourth round. I say second. You I think say it goes to the championship TKO, round? Yeah, fourth round TKO. He's gassed by that stage. I stand by my word. He does have a cardio. Yeah, I um, but I think if Robbie wins, Usman's still injured. Robbie versus Masvidal for a number one contender fight. That's I like what it. I reckon. I love it. Happen. I love it. Tell me something. So if Lawler wins, does he take the interim belt? No, there's no interim belt. There's on the line. Doesn't interim. Covington have it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, how many I, years ago? Yeah, I hear. No, what, what happened to that belt? So the, belt, no interim? the interim belt is allowed to fall away for some fucked up reason. Your normal belt can't ever fall away unless you vacate it. <laughs> yeah. But Dana White made a rule somewhere that was unwritten and no one knows about that an interim belt can fall away. Look what happened to Tony. So in my mind, Tony is still the interim champ. So there's, yeah, me there's, too, dude. There's he two. hasn't lost it. He hasn't yeah. lost it. Dustin Poirier's got it, but he didn't lose it. Yeah. Or uh, I mean, I don't want to even talk about Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier deserves everything no, he's we're got. Gonna, we're going to save a whole episode yeah. for Dustin no, 100%. Poirier. No, 100%. And, and Habib, obviously. Uh, Lawler versus Covington. Uh, Garrick's favorite. Lawler decision. Lawler decision. Yeah. Decision, none of us, five rounds, yeah. 25 minutes. He's, yeah. he's relying on his gas tank there. Yeah. So none of us have said Covington, and I know he's a dark horse. I mean, I know Lawler's a, a tough son of a bitch. No, Lawler's right? actually a, um, sort of a dark horse in this fight. I think he is a betting underdog. But um, yeah. yeah, does that? Uh, I think that takes us into our questions. Yeah, let's uh, go into questions. So I know every week we like to have a few questions. Yeah. From around the web and from you know our fans around the world, our fans around the world. But uh, most of them are <laughs> most of them are in Korea. But uh, we'll work on that, South Africa. <laughs> Do you guys? North Korea for some reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Didn't want to go there. <laughs> Um, do you want to first talk about the card? I think you you know most of these oaks. I don't know who. 
Yeah, uh, uh, we Mark. can we can run through it for the next five minutes. I mean, I, we didn't. We only really concentrated on Cyborg and Spencer and Holloway and Edgar. True. Um, so this Mark Andre Burial versus Christoph Jodko was quite an interesting one. I mean, d- their weigh-in was like crazy. The, put his, With their uh, hands Jodko on each other. Put his face, uh, his fist in Burial's face, etc., etc. It was fairly uneventful, but it was very evenly matched. Did, um, so, did someone punch someone in the weigh-in? It was no. It wasn't a punch. It was more like a push in the face with a fist. Was that these two? Yeah, yeah. It was very interesting. He who, did like wait, this. who punched who? Jotko. Uh, Jotko did it to Barrio. Yeah. What did Barrio do back? Um, nothing. Just was respectful and stood back. And Dana got involved. Yeah, Dana actually, when they were walking down, Dana was like, "I'm really sorry about that to the <laughs> guy because <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna get in there in between them." But it was. Um, I'm very interested to see what's going to come of both of these fighters because Jotko Jotko specifically was throwing a lot of like spinning weird moves and Mark Andre spinning sorry with the kicks or with the punches like back fist Uh, back elbows just he he had an interesting style for me and he's like a taekwondo guy or what I don't know eh? I think uh, I think it's almost like freestyle wow I I don't know I'll look at some of his fights I I mean I like I'm guilty of only watching the champions it's, yeah sure but i i mean but, i like guys i like like zabit he comes from dagestan no one knew about him six months ago yeah but he's just won four fights in a row and his style's very interesting yeah dude uh, but these two were really matched up pretty well um and barrio really just walks forward the whole time uh, and i yeah, like that about those him. guys yeah uh, you know when he he gets hit and he just he's like a kyle bochniak yeah, <laughs> was it a convincing win? Or what? The fight was crazy. See, when, when, when I watched Bosniak versus I can't, is his name Bosniak or Bosniak? One of the two. Bosniak. Bo- Bosniak. When I watched him versus Zabit, I was like, I'm never missing another Kyle Bosniak fight. <laughs> and then the next fight I watched, it was like a like really lame decision. I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. But I, I will, I will still tune in and watch because I think he's he's an exciting fighter and he just needs to. Uh, uh, yeah, he just needs one or two good wins and yeah. he'll, he's he's right up there. That's like. The, the, not this fight, but the fight after. Then there was um, uh, Arman to uh, what's it Tsarukian um, against uh, Olive, uh, Olivier Orbin Mercier. But the Tsarukian, he's twenty two years old. Got a okay. good record. And he just, you know, when when you get boxers who go into MMA or if you get Muay Thai guys and they go into MMA and mm. then you get kids who go straight into MMA yeah. and they train mixed martial arts from the beginning. That's, what, That's the, what this this kid is and he is unbelievable. I mean that Auburn Mercier he's had he's been he's he's I think he's actually on a two fight skid but he's always very entertaining to watch mm. and he's built like a brick shit ass. Yeah. But this uh, uh, Tsarukian really really um was he stayed composed he picked his shots he went for the takedowns at the right point mm. he really murdered the ground and pound um this is a guy to watch for sure good stuff i'll check it out and then it goes to jeff neal versus nico, nico price. price is literally my favorite fighter in the ufc right now really? he is unbelievable Who? he lost the fight against uh. jeff neal but just his Charisma and his. What do you? He got a second round TKO, and his Nico Price is now thirteen and three. Have you watched the fight? I didn't see it. Why do you like Jeff Neal? I watched Neil? it. Well, what's what is he? Not Jeff Neal. I'm talking about Nico Price, the guy who lost. Yeah. Why do you like Nico Price so much? 
He just go fights like a fight. beast. Let me check it out. Um, they literally knocked the, each other out almost. Yeah. They literally threw a punch. It was a headbutt. Yeah, a headbutt. Yeah. Have you always ever seen a double KO? Yes. Yeah. Who did it? Uh, I was uh, one of those um, cage, cage warriors. warriors. Yeah. Fight, okay, it wasn't yeah. you guys playing Daniel Cormier versus Stipe on the UFC game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know you get wrecked in that game, bro. But Jeff Neal. <laughs> I don't know, eh? Um, the last time we banged, I beat you. For real? Yeah, when we grapple, you kill me. But we were standing and banging. Okay. I think I got Well, him. we're going to have to do a rematch. We're going to have to. Um, but Jeff Neal, four fights in the UFC, four wins. Yeah. His stock obviously goes up. He said he wants a top 15 guy. Okay. So I'm looking forward to seeing him again. Um, he's a very humble, um, gracious, and well, I mean, I've never seen him de- in, uh, defeated. So he's very humble. And when he was when that he fight of the night, I, I'm not sure. I don't. Uh, do you know the performance bonuses? No, I don't. I didn't. Uh, yeah, there were three, but uh, Dana said it in the press conference. But it wasn't any. None in the main card. Not no, no, it didn't stand out. It wasn't. Any I mean, Jeez, that's not good eh, for pay per view. Yeah, uh, I mean, so he doesn't care anymore because he's on ESPN now. The first fight was a. Boring decision. Okay, it wasn't boring. It was captivating for your hardcore fans. Very boring for your casual fan. Yeah, okay. And then your second fight was the lightweight fight. That was a good fight to watch. Also a decision there. So as a pay-per-view casual fan, maybe not that interesting. And no. then Nico Price stole the show for me. Yeah, that was a he was a good And just did you just did you see him between the first and second round? He was going, Yeah, come yeah. on, man. And he was so keen. Anyway, so but look he, out yeah, for, for It was a good knockout, though, I Jeff must Neal. admit. Yeah. No, you reckon definitely. Jeff Neal got lucky? No, no, no. no he literally no. ground and pound. Is he that good? Okay. I think uh, Nico Price has all the tools Traits. and the tricks that he needs to be an amazing fighter. He's just so... He's crazy. I'll watch some of his he fights. That's such a South African things. name, Nico Price. I yeah. definitely <laughs> yeah, sound like it's it. It's like a golfer, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Price. Um, hey, and then there's Cyborg Holloway. So we've covered that. There we go. Six minutes. <laughs> so do you think, lastly on Cyborg, do you think she's ready to fight Nunes again? Because I wasn't like overly yeah. impressed with her. I think her cardio was a little bit suspect. And she was throwing those wild shots like what Cody Garnbrand does. Yeah. And that's yeah. when she gets connected. Yeah. Because I saw Spencer connected her quite a few times because she lets loose and she yeah. gets overly aggressive. And then she gets connected. It's the same with Edgar, I think. Yeah. Also just gets overly eager. And tries to attack too much and then gets connected. Yeah. So on on, on Cyborg, she's actually a fifty fiver. She shouldn't be cutting to featherweight. No, no, no. And there sure. is no featherweight. She, yeah, there is no lightweight women's division. So she has to cut to featherweight to fight. Um and she's a former champion, but I think as you get a bit older, you your bones get heavier, your muscles get heavier, you just are a bit bigger. Um it's yeah. harder to lose fat. And she's at that stage. The one thing that That's why she doesn't have a gas tank or a chin. So she's yeah. getting hit. The one, the one um, technique that Cyborg got clipped with constantly was that um, step and elbow. Yeah. Um, that was a really effective tool for Spencer. But it's like it's not your chin, man. But mm. I, Clip the I, chin. I will watch the next Spencer fight just because I think no, she, she took punishment in a way that normal woman would be on the floor. Absolutely. So Spencer is very tough. There were you just, lots you, of heavy knees as well. You get those tough human beings, you just do get them in life and she's one of them. Yeah, 100%. Should we go to questions? Let's do questions, yeah. So last week we asked, um, who would you like to see from normal sports in MMA and who would they fight? 
And I said Eben Etzebeth uh, to fight Demetrius Johnson. Now who I said. I said Rafael Nadal versus Ma- Masvidal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. So, uh, so, so this week, um, who would you take from MMA and put them into another sport and why? So if you guys want a chance to think, I'll go first. I would take Francis Ngannou and put him in the Springbok team against the, against the Pumas next week. As a week. number eight. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let him just fetch the shit out He's of the ball. He's probably there. He is, but I just want to see him actually in the front line. Just yeah. let him run. He's obviously run around the the, the block a few times to, <laughs> to to cut from 266 to 265. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you uh, you got any favorite fighters you'd put? I'd also maybe put... Um, I'd probably put... I'm going off the bat here, but like maybe Rose Namajunas in table tennis. <laughs> no. That is so <laughs> random. That she is looks it. like your no. average table tennis no, player. No, no. Like, such I'd, an awkward chick. I'd put Brian Ortega on figure skates just to see what he's got. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys got anyone? Uh, that's um, just a silly question. I mean. It would be funny to we'll put Greg Hardy in American football. No, just just kidding. That, that was I'd put Henry Cejudo scrum half. For the Springboks. Sehuda is a scrummer. Yeah. yeah. He could, he's got, he looks yeah. like he's got the bold for it. <laughs> With um, blonde hair though, like Faf, to clack. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one more. Maybe uh, the Lioness in like a women's rugby game. She'd be able to hold her own. I would say Stephen but, Thompson as a fast bowler in cricket. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was yeah. actually, yeah. Um, just put Greg Hardy as a spin bowler and let the batter just murder the ball back at him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, Greg Hardy. I know you watch these. Uh, favorite media personality. So this can be, so so guys, so when you answer mm-hmm. this question, uh, Ariel Halwani is the GOAT, mm-hmm. but it can be anyone like an analyst, a reporter, or a like a podcaster, whatever. Okay. So who's your guys? I'll go last. Okay, you go. Bisbing. Uh, Michael wow, Bisping that's on, such a good one dude. Unbelieve that's you that's me I know one. where Garrett's going I know go. he likes Luis Gomez more though I know where you're going Where? Brendan Schwab No <laughs> No Actually yeah, not he, just no. Likes, he likes Brendan's pink sneakers I like Schwab I like his uh, No ways. Shoe test Yeah um, But I would say Chelsea Sonnen Oh the American oh, gangster Yeah Okay I would never would have guessed that So mine uh, Mine is actually Who does Rudy Langman from Carte Blanche. Luke Thomas. <laughs> Who does In the Corner? Dan Hardy, eh? Ah! I mean... No, no, no. Man, Full uh, reptile. No, no, wait. Who does In the Corner? It's From the Corner. From the Corner. No, no, no. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. Just giving myself some press there. Who does uh, In the Octagon? Uh, oh, um, yes. Dan Hardy. Yeah, it's Dan Hardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, I love Dan Hardy. His analysis is brilliant. He's like, Full Reptile as well. That's his brand. Okay. Full Reptile. And obviously, shout out to Megan Olivier. She's great at what uh, she does as well. Uh, 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 is Full Reptile his brand? Yes. Okay, I'll check it out. Yes. Obviously, I love Har- Ariel. He's got a whole YouTube channel. I'll check it out. Dude, I, always, I, I, watch every, I watched every In the Octagon. It's called In the Octagon, right? It's, um, it is not called In the Octon- Octagon. It's called... Um, you literally said Ruder Lundman before we started here from Carte Blanche. And now you're just going to pull Dan Hardy out. My bad, my bad. <laughs> I don't know what Always it's called. Always exposing. It's called In, in the Octagon. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, I love Dan Hardy's analysis. He's great. Um, His I mean, partner's Luke, also bloody Luke, good as well. Luke, Mark, uh, no, Goddard. Someone Goddard. Yeah, uh, no, that's the referee. Not, uh, no, no, that's the referee. Uh, yeah, it's but Mark Godfrey or something. Yeah, yeah. So, something like that. No, yeah. but I like Dan Hardy's analysis. Mm. I know Luke Thomas does a very good post-fight analysis mm. of the foot movement and the, the, the striking. Monday morning analyst. He actually does jujitsu as well. So he, he, yeah. he knows the positions for grappling. He's a um, unit. 
I know. Also, like Joe Rogan. I mean, I enjoy his podcast. Rogan always, yeah, and you know, he's. I mean, he's been doing it forever. Mm. He's the goat when it comes to announcing. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Besides, for the goat announcer. But Errol Hawani's mm. whole vibe on a Monday is very cool. Do you I know the goat announcer has his own podcast as well? Who uh, old uh, Bruce Buffer? Bruce Buffer's yeah. got his own <laughs> podcast as well. It's called It's Time, isn't it? Yeah. It's time. There was a good interview with him on on YouTube. Bruce Buffer uh, just explaining that, his. And you know how he um, his brother. Michael, the, Buffer yeah, Michael Buffer is the boxing announcer, yeah. but they only met when they were, he like was like 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that as well, yeah. Um, but what I like uh, I like Dan Hardy's analysis. What I do like, I mean, one of my colleagues at work was telling me the other day, Ariel Halwani, like how he became the GOAT, the GOAT reporter. He asks fighters uh, questions that annoy them, but in a way that's non-threatening. So yeah. he, he will, he'll ask you something that just he knows it, he gets yeah. under your skin a little bit. To get a reaction out of you, uh, but you're not gonna punch him in the face. He's the goat, bro. No, he is the I goat. love it. He, he I love goat, him yeah. to bits, and I like his personality. I mean, uh, leading up to UFC 240, his um, interview with Mini Blessed and Blessed yeah. was just the best. It was. I love that. Blessed is best, and that was the best interview. And yeah. then they said, "Who's the best dancer?" And Mini Blessed is the better dancer. Yeah, yeah. So the last, Such. the last question. Sorry, mate. Oh, have you got mm-hmm. another question? Cool. Oh no. So uh, those were fun questions, but now, so fight of 2018 in the UFC was. I mean, to the listeners, we we do watch Bellator and one sometimes, but most of the MMA stuff is going to be the UFC. Yeah. Because it's just the top division. Uh, when we'll it, cover well, some it's, EFC it's the top league. because we're local. We need to. So next week, we are going to preview some e- yeah. EFC stuff. Like we have to. And we've we got a show where old uh, Don Madge comes from. And exactly. And, we gotta, and you know, Don, you from Cape Town, we from Cape Town. When we phone you, pick up the phone. We're gonna and also we're gonna call we, in next we also want to create awareness on how cool mixed martial arts is. Yeah, and how. Well, I think everyone knows already. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not that huge, yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna be, especially with all these African champions. That's oh, why I thought I'm you were rooting. gonna say, especially because of from the corner. Well, exactly. Okay. You're talking about African <laughs> champions that actually um, don't live in Africa. So we need a, a true African no, champion that actually South lives African in. Yeah. We, we need yeah. Garrick Bennett to exactly. get into the yeah. fucking champ. 155. Yeah. And yeah, one, 155. 145. Cut, eh? 145. Yeah. 155. We'll get to 155. Uh, so the fight of 2018 was Poirier versus Gaethje. What is your guys' fight of 2019 so far? So far. We've got co- oh, so far. I'm going to say Holloway Ortega. Oh, I was going to say the same, but it wasn't such a great fight. It, uh, it was just an absolute masterclass by Max Holloway, so that makes it fight of the year for me. But you can't steal my one. Oh, I didn't know it was going to be your one. I uh, say uh, w- w- Stipe versus Cormier was last year. Hey, no. so you can't use that. I'm saying Adesanya, Gaslam. Whoa, that great is fight. excellent. That yes, fight. that's a good great one. fight. That's a good I one. I can't even argue with that. No, neither that can I. Actually, happy. you win. Yeah, that's that was a, a complete bomb. Yeah, you got that, bro. Yeah, that was killer. That Wasn't was killer. there another? There was also another good fight on that card. I can't remember now. There okay, was so two insane fights on there. Anyway, dude, uh, who was the other fight? It was Jones. Um, oh yes. Santos, which was also. Geez. Wasn't on that card. Though. Broken. Yeah, it was. No, wasn't it wasn't. It? No. Um, for me, I mean, no, what, it wasn't. It wasn't. That, it wasn't the top sorry. three is 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 uh, Jones Santos. I think Gastelum Adesanya was number one, but maybe number three you can sneak in. Uh, Tony Ferguson versus Pettis was last year. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Tony, but Tony's been out for a while. So yeah, I'll have to. I'll just go with uh, with with yeah. Uh, yeah. When Robert Whitaker comes back, we'll see. Bobby. Nuttles. Well, how about this? You can give Pettis uh, versus Ferguson round of the year. Oh yes. Yeah. 
Definitely. And they'll take Without it a doubt. Easy, yeah. So what do we got to look, look forward to quickly? So we've got South Africa versus Argentina. Yep. Um, this week, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. We, we... The nervous one. We're probably not going to get a chance to preview that with G-Spot, so we'll talk about it afterwards. No, 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 for and sure. And we'll preview the World Cup. Yes. Um, but who do you give it to? Next week, we've got a uh, call-in from uh, one of the... Girls who plays nationals for SA indoor cricket, so ah. you can look forward to that as nice. well. Nice. Yeah. Have to do my cricket research. Her name's Rosanna, and she's gonna uh, chat to us on the phone. Uh, cool. We'll also do a preview with G Spot. Sweet. And uh, yeah, is that for real? Is that G Spot thing happening? Yeah. yeah right. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's where I get all my rugby knowledge from. You guys know. <laughs> I don't know shit about rugby. Okay, so quickly scores for South Africa, Australia. I mean, South Argentina. Africa, Argentina. Okay, I'm gonna go. Let me go first as well. Again, because I'm just. Uh, I went first last week. I'll say 21-14 SA. I was just about to say 21-15. Go for it. That's yours. Yeah. 35-24 South Africa. Oof. You got it. Okay. There's going to be tries. I'm telling and you there's going to be tries. New Zealand, Oz? Oof. New Zealand, definitely. Yeah. I'll say New Zealand 24-11. New Zealand win. New Zealand. Jeez, I don't even know. I'll go 25-19 New Zealand. Sure, it's a tough one. I think this is going to be a margin. Well, hopefully, I, because if New Zealand gets a bonus point and we don't, there's problems. Yeah, but I'm just being honest in terms of my prediction. I think New Zealand are going to win 32-12. Mm. Oof. That's a, that was a, a like a Dan call last week. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna go for it. And then in terms of uh, what do we got to look to look forward to for UFC? No, so we made our we made our Covington predictions already. Oh, have we? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. No. What else is on that card though? Yeah, let's just talk about the card. <laughs> a work out there. This is this is wonderful for the listeners. Yeah. Getting him down um, to two thirty-five. Um, <laughs> so US. UFC on ESPN 5. So we made our Covington Lawler predictions. Jim Those Miller, Clay Guida. I got... Uh, okay, Ooh, well, no, let's, let's go to the opening. Okay, so I don't know anyone else on the card. Falcon Uzdemir versus Elia Latifi. That's cancelled, uh, okay? That's cancelled. Um, Stosic versus Kennedy. Kennedy, that guy, is, he came from the Contender Series. So that's going to be a good fight. I don't really know Darko too much. With Kennedy's haircut... I'm going to just give it to him because I yeah, like that haircut. Yeah, definitely looks like Will Smith. He, he, he looks like the Fresh Prince <laughs> yeah. of Bel-Air. He looks like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He looks like um, a large version of Algermain Sterling. Um, <laughs> What's that guy's Scott name? Scott Holt. Which one? Gerald, Gerald. Meerscott. Yeah, trust me. The, 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 these are obviously local guys. He's 28 and 11. I don't want to watch that. Check it, this guy. This Oak's 35 and 18. And then Joaquin Silver versus Nasserat. Ooh, this Hapcrest. What? Uh, hack, uh, hack whatever hack whatever parast, yeah yeah he, good he's good. bloody good um so that i mean they're all good fights but fairly unknowns um so but jim, jim miller versus quake clay uh okay. Guida. should we make I've some got, yeah make make some quick predictions yeah i've got jim miller by um submission second round cool i've got clay Guida by decision okay oh no man and then we've Come all got on. robbie we've all got it's robbie yeah yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know why, but we do. Sure. Is that it, boys? That's it. All right. Well, uh, that is always a good fun time. Um, thank you for listening to From the Corner. 
um, click a subscribe on the bottom right hand corner or you will actually see the little subscribe and bottom left. Um, a little link to our previous videos this is from the corner we'll see you next time see ya What's going on?